You're listening to the Really Simple Investing Podcast. I'm your host, Floyd Saunders, and our guest today is Kathy View. Kathy View is the mother of four and realized in kind of like the middle of growing those kids up, she had to do something to invest some more money for retirement and college education, and she picked investing in bitcoins and cryptocurrency, despite not being particularly techno proficient, I guess you would say. And then she created a newsletter, the Bitcoin newsletter that we'll talk about that a little bit. And we'll talk about Kathy's experience investing in cryptocurrency. So Kathy, welcome to the show. Thank you, Floyd. I'm so glad to be here. Kathy, tell us a little bit more about your life experience, if you will, something about your background. How did you get to where you are? Thank you. Um, so probably like so many um, everyday investors, we mm-hmm. were, you know, you go, you're told all, already in high school, go to get a good job, start investing um, in the stock market. And that's exactly what I did. Just I was so excited about it. As soon as I graduated in exactly 1999, <laughs> perfect timing, as you as you know, and I just saw so much of my money go down the drain with the dot com a bomb and then thinking I was getting ahead again, finally, when that started coming up. And then the financial crisis, as maybe some of your listeners have experienced, and I know had had to go through that. And then I just was beside myself trying to figure out how I'm going to ever get to that goal of, you know, retirement and, you know, that sweet by and by sort of mm-hmm. place if that keeps happening, because just what we were expecting or what we were told to expect in right. investing did not occur. And so I was just, you know, trying to find what else is out there that I could try. And that's how I ended up in, um, I tried a few other things before I tried crypto because at the time crypto was unheard of. Tried real estate, tried um, uh, precious metals, gold, silver, and that stuff. And some of it worked. Some of it um, was not my, in, within my time ability, having right. three kids. So right. then I ended in crypto and that worked really well. So crypto's worked really well for you and that you've been doing that for how many years? Five. Five years. Yep. That's quite That's quite remarkable because... Uh, and over the last five years, cryptocurrencies in general, there's a variety of them. We'll maybe we'll talk a little bit about which ones you've picked, have gone up quite dramatically and have also had their cycles where they've fallen quite dramatically as well. So we might talk a little bit about how they have that quick rise depending upon the currency and how, to some extent, cryptocurrency is kind of a craze that people get into. Uh, and then you fall out of that craze and you find a way to invest. I think you have a plan for investing in cryptocurrency. Maybe we'll talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Right? To- talk to me a little bit about how you got to the point that you decided to invest in Bitcoin versus some of the other cryptocurrencies that are available. At the time um, that I got in, a lot of the other cryptos were really, really tiny and Bitcoin was really one of the main ones. So back right. in seven, uh, sorry, 2017, uh, the main, of course, was Bitcoin. Second, of course, was Ethereum as it is now. But at the time, there was also Litecoin and a few other tiny, like much smaller ones. And when I got into Bitcoin, it wasn't really because I knew that, oh my gosh, this is going to go to the moon. And it's going to make mm-hmm. me all this money. At the time, I was into conspiracy theories. And so I was, um, that's actually what got me interested in Bitcoin just as this thing that's the alternative money, something outside of the government, you know, would have this ultimate control of my finances. And that really was interesting. And, you know, back then in 2017, crypto was still incredibly sketchy. 
um, what I did, I definitely did not put a whole bunch of money in it because, you know, it mm-hmm. did sound like, like you had alluded to cryptos. Are they a scam? Are they not? Are they legitimate? Is this just a fad? And, you know, I was willing to try it out with a little bit. I definitely would recommend not like whoever does want to try this to not put all their eggs in one basket, even no matter what the promise is, right? Not putting all your eggs in one basket is a good rule for investing regardless of where you're starting or what kind of products you're investing in. And that's also true for cryptocurrency. Did you try other things other than Bitcoin or Bitcoin is the primary uh, cryptocurrency product that you've invested in? So Bitcoin I was the first that I tried before I did others. And, you know, within the same year, you know, I went from Bitcoin to, you know, a, a, a slew of other cryptocurrencies. Um, at the time that I started, I probably was doing what most people do when they're just trying to figure stuff out. And that's just trying a little bit of everything mm-hmm. without a whole bunch of research, which I, um, I don't do as much anymore. For sure, we um, recommend doing your homework, finding out what you're investing in, all that kind of right. stuff. But I made all the mistakes that investors make and now definitely know better. And that's why now I have a system that works rather than just throwing like spaghetti against the wall and just see right, what's right, right. And I think for a lot of people when they're getting at, started with investing, that's what they do. They throw spaghetti at the wall. You know, is this going to work? Is that going to work? Can I follow this hot tip that I heard at a party uh, the other day? My best friends invested in this, so I'll invest in it as well. And they don't really have a discipline. But what you're saying is that your experience investing in cryptocurrency, you've developed a discipline and a plan, and you communicate that to your followers through your crypto club newsletter, right? Yes, because, you know, as random as it seems that Bitcoin is, there's actually a cycle that has repeated now more than three times. So we have quite a bit of history so that we can kind of extrapolate what we think is going to happen in the future. It's really not as random as people think. It just seems random because it's so wild. Mm-hmm. Um, but um there's actually a lot of data that we can use now to back up what what we believe will happen in the future and mm-hmm. why we believe. You know, one of the other guests that I've had on my podcast show was Dan Sugar, who is uh, a third generation trader, and he has experience trading in any number of things. And he has uh, the idea that traders should follow trends and trend lines uh, do that. So what you're saying is that Bitcoin specifically has some trends that you like to follow? Bitcoin, yeah, because Bitcoin has the most history. So we have just the most data from it. Bitcoin specifically has is a little bit easier to follow than the other cryptos. The other cryptos currently tend to mm-hmm. follow Bitcoin. So just knowing that gives us a really good idea of what they're going to do. But like you said, some of them do feel like a fad and they'll rock it up right. and then crash down. And so some of these ones that are less known... Um, don't have as much community behind them, don't have as right. strong as a team, they can seem very faddish because from one cycle to the next, they may come in, blow in, blow up, blow out, and then we don't hear from them again. Actually has been tracking through and um, seems very solid, actually. And so you mentioned these cycles. Can you describe what a cycle look like? Does it correlate to... Economic activity, stock market activity, people's fear in the market. How does it correlate to anything? 
Yeah, that is a great question. So um, if you look into Bitcoin, you and you'll try to find out what, like, is there a way for us to time when to get in, when to get out, that sort of thing, uh-huh. like what's going on there? Bitcoin actually follows, um, or I don't know if you could say follow or actually created this, what we call now the Bitcoin cycle. So what happens in Bitcoin, Bitcoin is, of course, um, a computer program. Ultimately, that's what it is. And within that computer program, um, the code has made it so that the amount of new Bitcoin that is mined or made um, and introduced into the system is actually cut in half every four years. So that's actually going to limit supply. And as you know, when there's a supply limit or decrease... Basic economics. Yeah. So less supply, um, the price tends to go up, and that's exactly what happens. So every time there's the event, the Bitcoin halving, so that supply is actually decreasing, or the Mm. amount of new Bitcoin is decreasing, um, it'll cause, like before before the halving occurs, it'll cause the run-up in anticipation of that supply shock. And we've noticed over the, the last several cycles, it actually blows past, and that's what in the year after, that having it causes that bull run. And so the length of the bull run up cycle has been lengthening over the last few cycles. And then we can kind of almost figure out when that top is going to happen approximately. And uh-huh. then a crash probably the next, the following year. So and that's do those, what do those cycles happen, you know, naturally, organically, are they basically kind of artificially induced by Bitcoin saying, okay, we're manufacturing this product, but we're going to cut the volume of it in half, and we're going to do it on this date? What, what you're saying, like, naturally or organically, um, it's, I, I don't know which word to use there, because I know that the program has it set. So I know that... Um, the next having is going to occur approximately April 2024, give or take a month, depending on mm-hmm. how, how quickly they make blocks and stuff like that. Okay. So in, then, in that regard, it's mm-hmm. somewhat similar to a stock option or a futures uh, option expiring on a particular date. And so you know that on this date, this particular option trade is either going to be in the money or out of the money, meaning that you're going to make money off of it or it's going to become worthless. Uh, And and so in that sense, it's not organic. It's predictable. And what you're saying saying is that the the rise in the price of the Bitcoin is also predictable based upon the fact that they have a date by which they're going to have the value of any new Bitcoin they mine. I would say so. So there is so so the, so the going theory amongst most people in cryptocurrency is that Bitcoin having is what's causing that bull run. Now there's there is also the possibility that it's also going with the liquidity cycle. Uh, that I've heard that theme before from um, a few other people. It's not the major theme because we for sure see that when that Bitcoin having occurs, the year prior to the year after. There's that bull run. Now, there's if it is also related to the liquidity cycle, when more money is pumped into the system, people don't know what to do with it. Oh, let's tr- start investing. Now there's more 
um, money to be also poured into Bitcoin and other risk on assets. So that could also be part of how the money is moving and, and that quick rise as okay. well. So we're going to take a break at this point. We're going to come back and we're going to find out how Kathy View actually uses Bitcoin to invest for her children's college education. Find out if any of those kids are actually going to college on their Bitcoin <laughs> investment and talk a little bit more about your newsletter. So we'll be right back after this break. We'll be right back with more great ideas for investing and building your financial security. If you're seriously interested in building your wealth, join us every week on the Really Simple Investing Podcast and check out our website at reallysimpleinvesting.com. You'll find more great podcasts, our blog on investing, and some great books from Floyd Saunders. Books like Investing for Beginners and Five Paths to Wealth. Sign up for our newsletter so you don't miss listening to our guests and learn even more about the simple things you can do to become a successful investor. You're listening to the Really Simple Investing Podcast. And now, more investing ideas as we continue our interview. We're back. You're still listening to the Really Simple Investing Podcast. And we're with Kathy View, who is the publisher and author of the Crypto Club Currency Newsletter, something that she created to help uh, women specifically who are worried about having enough money for retirement and their kids' college education, something that was a concern for you. And so you have a, a newsletter that comes out on a pretty regular basis, I take it. Yes. Uh, and you have a list of subscribers and people that are utilizing that newsletter to invest in cryptocurrency. Is that the gist of it? Yeah, the newsletter actually gives kind of like gives a broad overview of what's going on in uh, the cryptocurrency space because a lot of people, once they buy Bitcoin, they're like, what else is out there? So there mm -hmm. is information about the other stuff, but also, yes, tips. And I know that the hardest part with cryptocurrency is when Bitcoin starts falling, people are like, oh, what do I do now? What do I do? It's yeah, exactly. Like that is the big thing. So a lot of the newsletter is also, hey, hang in there. This is what happens. And encouraging people to continue accumulating, as you know, when it's low, instead of waiting to put it, pour in money once it's already starting to rise. Mm -hmm. So we're trying so, to encourage people for those better prices. Yeah. Yeah. So when they're going through that cycle of price changes and the, the prices are going down, are you advising people to do something to short sell their positions or to hold their positions and just not put more money in because it's going to go up, back up, response to the cycle, specifically around Bitcoin, as we talked about earlier in the show? Yeah, well, there's definitely. So um, as the cycles continue, when you know that, hey, you know, Bitcoin has gone up. 10x 20 in the last cycle almost um 20x almost since the, from the bottom of about 6k to 69,000. When you know you've had 10x in a year and a half, you're probably it's probably a good idea to take some money off the table, right? Cuz if that served you, even if you take a little bit off the top when it's high and you see it when you're looking at a chart cuz you know that price is, looks parabolic, right? It right, looks right. like this line going straight up. Um, even if you take some off the table, because you know, if you're looking at those Bitcoin halvings and you know that, hey, we're about a year, year and a half out after the halving, um, you can use those cycles to kind of time it so it goes back down, right? And then put your money back in, which hopefully will double your, your Bitcoin and you wait for the next cycle. Sure. So when you take money out, 
because the prices are rising and you take basically you're you're selling to take profits that you're making. Right. Where do you where do you put your money? The actual money that you're getting out of Bitcoin in the savings account at a bank? Do you invest it in a mutual fund? Mm-hmm. What are you doing with the money that you take out of the Bitcoin? Yeah. So, well, I definitely recommend some of it off the table and celebrating. <laughs> um, but of course, you're going to take some off the table. And so um, the deal with cryptocurrency is because of that volatile price, you want to put it in something that has a more stable price, right? Mm-hmm. So then you're looking at a stable coin. So there could there's stable coins that are um, pegged to the US dollar, others that are pegged to the price of gold or to the okay. you know British pound, whatever. You're picking an, uh, an, a different cryptocurrency that is pegged to something that is more stable, any of the stable coins, so that um, they will maintain your how, whatever value right. dollar you have as if at, when the cryptocurrency you bought, the volatile one, does go down, you buy uh-huh. back in using your stable coin. So right. now you have twice as much, three times as much of the crypto that you sure. do want. So that's part of your plan to take your mm-hmm. money from Bitcoin as it's going up, rising in price, and mm-hmm. moving it to a stable uh, cryptocurrency mm-hmm. that you're aware of. Now, mm-hmm. what, are, what are some examples of a stable cryptocurrency? And, and why wouldn't you use either an exchange-traded fund that's holding those or a mutual fund or something like that, that as a product to invest the money until you decide to get back into Bitcoin? So, yeah, so great question. So you definitely can do those things because you know that um, if you're selling close to the top, you know that you're going to wait maybe a year, right, for the price mm-hmm. to fall all the way down towards the bottom. Um, and then get back in. So that that is definitely long enough that you could be in a, in a different asset, or you can just wait on the side. Your choice. Some some people are just thinking that you can use any of the so other stable coins like um, USDC or Paxos or some of these other stable coins that are pegged to the dollar. So you're investing in Bitcoin. Bitcoin is going up. You're buying the profits. You're taking money off the table. You're putting some of that money into a more stable. Uh, Bitcoin or perhaps somewhere else, and then you get back in as the market for Bitcoin has peaked and is uh, coming back up again. Where would you put your money when you take it out of Bitcoin? Is you, do you have some examples of some stable cryptocurrency products that you would recommend to people, or would they use an exchange traded fund that holds cryptocurrency, maybe even a mutual fund, or should they just put their money like? you know, in a cash money market account while they're waiting? Yeah, great question. So when you want to take your money out of Bitcoin because you think, oh, that it's grown quite a bit, we're going to put some on the side. Definitely take some to celebrate other the rest of it you're putting on side, waiting for the price to come back down so you can buy back into Bitcoin and right. repeat the whole cycle again. In the meantime, because you know that that fall could take a year, year and a half, definitely right. – you could put it into another asset, but while you're waiting, you can either, since you se- since when you sell, you can sell it and just get your money back in cash, mm-hmm. or put it in a stable coin like Dai or um, USDC or even Paxos, which is actually right. a stable coin related uh, pegged to the price of gold. And in your newsletter that you send out to your followers, your subscribers. Do you give them alerts as to what they should do? Uh, you know, this is a point where the Bitcoin price has really gone up. We're in that cycle. Now it's time to take money off the table, and here's a couple of alternative places to put your money. Is that mm-hmm. something that you provide in your newsletter? 
Yeah, I um I'm actually more of a long-term holder. I don't I don't try to trade one because, you know, uh, a lot of people are busy being a busy mom myself for kids. I'm not trading in and out all the time. So, uh, the system that I have is more recommending, hey, when you get in, this is how you do it. Buy it when it's lower and then you wait. Your buy in, buy a little bit more, accumulate, wait for that going up, start selling at the top is probably only a few trades a year, if that. Now, I also know that Bitcoin is, I think Goldman Sachs called it like the top performing asset. And it's been named in the past as um, the best performing, um, sorry, the fastest growing asset in human history. So with that in mind, especially even with people who are very busy, not wanting to trade, not wanting to you know, put their uh, all their uh, mind and attention on their investments and are willing to look at it as a long-term investment, I feel very comfortable in saying, great, put some money into Bitcoin. If the, if and when the price goes lower, you can buy more to accumulate, mm-hmm. but you can easily feel comfortable putting it into Bitcoin. If you understand what's been half past and you're comfortable with it, just letting it ride for years and years. Now, do you uh, suggest to people that they open a brokerage account to do cryptocurrency? Should they go to a currency exchange? Can they invest their money into cryptocurrency, specifically in Bitcoin, by using one of the investment apps on their phone, like M1 or Robinhood? Or How do you suggest people get into the actual buying and selling of cryptocurrency like Bitcoin? Oh, that's another great question, because there's a million ways to do that, too. Um, so I, I definitely recommend being on a cryptocurrency exchange. Okay. Okay. Um, because that one, it allows you to have access to a whole bunch of cryptos if that's you what you want. Number mm-hmm. two, it, it gives you alerts when the price is moving. That's often very helpful, and it allows you to, um, or most of the ones that I know of, like uh, Coinbase and Crypto.com, right. and that sort of thing. They also allow you to do automatic payments. Uh, sorry, mm-hmm. automatic um, investments. It can be like you set it and forget it. Robin- so I can put 100 bucks a month or $500 a month or whatever I chose to yes, by having a brokerage account with a exactly. currency. Exactly. You don't have to keep as up as many tabs on it. So I like right. that. Um, also, cryptocurrency platforms tend to also give you other possibilities of, of using your, your crypto, such as um, earning interest, allow you to as you learn about your the cryptos or the different cryptos, they actually give you free crypto for spending your time and yeah. letting you watch a little video. So things like that I, I, I recommend. Also, a big caveat with how you invest is some of the platforms that do offer crypto or offer you to invest crypto actually – make it so that they hold your crypto. You can't take your crypto. So cryptocurrency specifically is made to get sovereignty over your finances. You get to bring it into your own hard wallet. You keep it. You hold the, the what's called the private keys, which is uh, which gives you the right to use your crypto, to send it, to, to, to sell it, that sort of thing. Where when you leave it on an exchange, if they're holding the private keys... It's possible because you might have heard the, of the FTX debacle. That is a cryptocurrency exchange where they held the private keys and then they stole some of their clients' cryptos. Bitcoin, if you did have it, if you bought it on a cryptocurrency platform, all of them that I know of allow you to download it into your own cryptocurrency wallet. And ETFs are, is a great way to get exposure into cryptocurrency without having be like totally responsible for yeah. holding your own crypto. That's an excellent way to do it as well. But yeah. it will still go up and down with the price of Bitcoin 
Sure. So. Yeah, I've always been a big fan of um, exchange-traded funds for people because I, you don't have to learn everything. You don't have to pay attention to everything constantly. It's for the average investor that wants to you know, build a position over time. This okay. has been a really great introduction to cryptocurrency. Anybody that doesn't really understand cryptocurrency, I think if they listen to your uh, interview with us today, Kathy, they would have learned a lot. So I really appreciate that. I have a couple of couple of questions before we wrap it up. And one is, let's just assume for a minute that you have an opportunity to sit down and talk to a couple of really billionaire type investors like Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger from mm-hmm. Berkshire. And mm-hmm. as you probably know, they're not very fond of yeah. cryptocurrency. <laughs> You know, you can't evaluate it. It doesn't have uh, interest particularly. It doesn't pay a dividend. Uh, no re- cash flow revenue that you can analyze. And these are all the things that they do to make money. So mm-hmm. in that conversation, what would you tell Warren Buffett and Charlie Unger, I mean, you know, uh, Charlie, about mm-hmm. uh, investing in cryptocurrency? Yeah, I know that they've been super hard on crypto. And I yeah. don't know part of it is because just the technology is 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 so much newer if you're if you're just talking about look this asset it is limited in scope or sorry it just has this limited hard cap there'll never be another one as we um in the u.s we have we're getting so much inflation from all this money printing so we know you were a millionaire billionaire where else would you want to put your money would you want to hold it in cash would you want to put it in gold which is great but Bitcoin is th- that digital gold, and as it can continue, ha- that hard cap always will be limited, and people start losing confidence in, in currencies around the world. And we have reasons Bitcoin will continue growing because it's more secure, it's faster, it's cheaper. If more people use it, will it not grow? And would you be willing to bet that it won't? if globally it has been for more than a decade. Thank you so much, Kathy. Uh, just to wrap up, where can people get to your newsletter so they can subscribe? The best way to, to uh, reach me would be going to my webpage, which is simplebitcoinplan.com, and that'll reach me. Um, there you can email me, and there's also links to my newsletter. That would be perfect to continue conversations for whoever's interested. Thank you. Thank you so much, Kathy. This has been Kathy View on Really Simple Investing, and we've been talking about cryptocurrency. I think this has been a really great introduction. Appreciate your time, Kathy. Thank you, Floyd. Thank you for joining us for the Really Simple Investing Podcast. Every week, we bring you fresh ideas for investing and really simple ways to invest and build for your financial security. Be sure and hit the like button, subscribe, follow us on our social media channels, and tell your friends. And if you'd like to be a guest on Really Simple Investing, just go to the contact page on our website and send us an inquiry. Thanks. We appreciate our audience so much.